Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Special edition, special uh, rundown tonight on the Andrea K Show. We are awaiting the much-anticipated President Trump address to the nation regarding the border crisis that is occurring in this country. And when he steps to the microphone, we are going to play his speech in its entirety, which was initially expected to be about six minutes. And then uh, reportedly he's asked to extend it to eight minutes. Um, eight minutes of which where many people are anticipating and hoping that he's actually going to declare it a national emergency. And in doing so, then it would trigger his ability as the executive to do what he needs to do to fulfill a campaign promise, one that was, was for which he was elected by the majority of those people, by the majority of the voters, to build the wall. Right? And after the speech... The Democrats are going to give their response. We are not going to play the Democrats' rebuttal to President Trump. No, and at that point, we're going to give commentary and open up the phones in case you want to call in, 888-344-1170. And I'm curious if he does. We're starting to hear his speech has not been leaked, but we are starting to hear uh, reports that he's not going to declare a national emergency. Will you be disappointed if he doesn't? What do you, What is your expectations tonight? Uh, If he doesn't get the border wall built, do you think that he's got a chance at winning re-election in 2020? And President Trump is about to speak, and we're going to play his speech in his entirety. ...security crisis at our southern border. Every day, Customs and Border Patrol agents encounter thousands of illegal immigrants trying to enter our country. We are out of space to hold them, and we have no way to promptly return them back home to their country. America proudly welcomes millions of lawful immigrants who enrich our society and contribute to our nation. But all Americans are hurt by uncontrolled illegal migration. It strains public resources and drives down jobs and wages. Among those hardest hit are African Americans and Hispanic Americans. Our southern border is a pipeline for vast quantities of illegal drugs, including meth, heroin, cocaine, and fentanyl. Every week, 300 of our citizens are killed by heroin alone, 90% of which floods across from our southern border. More Americans will die from drugs this year than were killed in the entire Vietnam War. In the last two years, ICE officers made 266,000 arrests of aliens with criminal records including those charged or convicted of 100,000 assaults, 30,000 sex crimes, and 4,000 violent killings. Over the years, thousands of Americans have been brutally killed by those who illegally entered our country, and thousands more lives will be lost if we don't act right now. This is a humanitarian crisis, a crisis of the heart and a crisis of the soul. Last month, 20,000 migrant children were illegally brought into the United States, a dramatic increase. These children are used as human pawns by vicious coyotes and ruthless gangs. One in three women are sexually assaulted on the dangerous trek up through Mexico. Women or children are the biggest victims by far of our broken system. This is the tragic reality of illegal immigration on our southern border. 
This is the cycle of human suffering that I am determined to end. My administration has presented Congress with a detailed proposal to secure the border and stop the criminal gangs, drug smugglers, and human traffickers. It's a tremendous problem. Our proposal was developed by law enforcement professionals and border agents at the Department of Homeland Security. These are the resources they have requested to properly perform their mission and keep America safe. In fact, safer than ever before. The proposal from Homeland Security includes cutting-edge technology for detecting drugs, weapons, illegal contraband, and many other things. We have requested more agents, immigration judges, and bed space to process the sharp rise in unlawful migration fueled by our very strong economy. Our plan also contains an urgent request for humanitarian assistance and medical support. Furthermore, we have asked Congress to close border security loopholes so that illegal immigrant children can be safely and humanely returned back home. Finally, as part of an overall approach to border security, law enforcement professionals have requested $5.7 billion for a physical barrier. At the request of Democrats, it will be a steel barrier rather than a concrete wall. This barrier is absolutely critical to border security. It's also what our professionals at the border want and need. This is just common sense. The border wall would very quickly pay for itself. The cost of illegal drugs exceeds $500 billion a year, vastly more than the $5.7 billion we have requested from Congress. The wall will also be paid for indirectly by the great new trade deal we have made with Mexico. Senator Chuck Schumer, who you will be hearing from later tonight, has repeatedly supported a physical barrier in the past, along with many other Democrats. They changed their mind only after I was elected president. Democrats in Congress have refused to acknowledge the crisis. And they have refused to provide our brave border agents with the tools they desperately need to protect our families and our nation. The federal government remains shut down for one reason and one reason only, because Democrats will not fund border security. My administration is doing everything in our power to help those impacted by the situation. But the only solution is for Democrats to pass a spending bill that defends our borders and reopens the government. This situation could be solved in a 45-minute meeting. I have invited congressional leadership to the White House tomorrow to get this done. Hopefully, we can rise above partisan politics in order to support national security. Some have suggested a barrier is immoral. Then why do wealthy politicians build walls, fences, and gates around their homes? They don't build walls because they hate the people on the outside, but because they love the people on the inside. 
The only thing that is immoral is the politicians to do nothing and continue to allow more innocent people to be so horribly victimized. America's heart broke the day after Christmas when a young police officer in California was savagely murdered in cold blood by an illegal alien who just came across the border. The life of an American hero was stolen by someone who had no right to be in our country. Day after day, precious lives are cut short by those who have violated our borders. In California, an Air Force veteran was raped, murdered, and beaten to death with a hammer by an illegal alien with a long criminal history. In Georgia, an illegal alien was recently charged with murder for killing, beheading, and dismembering his neighbor. In Maryland, MS-13 gang members who arrived in the United States as unaccompanied minors were arrested and charged last year after viciously stabbing and beating a 16-year-old girl. Over the last several years, I've met with dozens of families whose loved ones were stolen by illegal immigration. I've held the hands of the weeping mothers and embraced the grief-stricken fathers. So sad, so terrible. I will never forget the pain in their eyes, the tremble in their voices, and the sadness gripping their souls. How much more American blood must we shed before Congress does its job? To those who refuse to compromise in the name of border security, I would ask, imagine if it was your child, your husband, or your wife, whose life was so cruelly shattered and totally broken. To every member of Congress, pass a bill that ends this crisis. To every citizen, call Congress and tell them to finally, after all of these decades, secure our border. This is a choice between right and wrong, justice and injustice. This is about whether we fulfill our sacred duty to the American citizens we serve. When I took the oath of office, I swore to protect our country. And that is what I will always do. So help me God. Thank you and good night. This is SRN News coverage. Wow. Um, where do I begin? I think that President Trump just delivered an absolutely compelling, heart-wrenching, emotional address to the nation. I can't imagine, I'm not going to play the Democrats' rebuttal, but as I was listening to President Trump talk about the angel families who have lost loved ones, talked, talked about the, the number of Americans' lives that will be lost through the drugs that are pouring across our borders, there will be more Americans who will die from the scourge of the drugs coming across this border in the next year than died in the entire Vietnam War. How can you hear him talk about a teenager who's been stabbed to death or an Air Force veteran raped and beaten to death with a hammer and not know that we have a crisis and a national emergency? And when he talked 
about $500 billion a year that it's costing this nation with this drug crisis. Allow the Democrats to convince you that $5 billion is too much money to protect the lives of Americans. So many quotes that stick out to me from President Trump's incredible speech that he just gave, one of which was the cycle of human suffering. He referred to the cycle of human suffering. He said that I am determined to end. He went on to say, why do? He said to those who want to say that it's immoral to build a wall, and of course he's referring to Nancy Pelosi there, he said, why do wealthy politicians build walls around their homes? Is it because they hate those on the outside? Because, of course, we're told, and President Trump is called a racist because he wants to build a wall on the southern border. So he said, is it because they hate the people on the outside, or is it because they love the people on the inside? That's absolutely true. It doesn't mean that you hate people on the other side of a wall, but it is your love of the people inside your home, and it is your responsibility to them in which, why, anybody would have a home. It's why anybody locks their front door. It doesn't mean you're a hater. It means that you love the people on the inside of your home, as well as the fact that it is your responsibility to protect them, which President Trump ended. He said that it is. He called for all Americans to get on the phone and call Congress. It would take 45 minutes for them to do their job to protect the American people. He asked Americans to call Congress and ask them to fulfill a decades-old promise. I love the part of the speech in which he calls out Chuck Schumer and says, Schumer, uh, Chuck Schumer is going to come out a little bit later and rebut here. In spite of the fact that it was up until recently in which Chuck Schumer himself was calling for a border wall, but not just Chuck Schumer. In 2006, the Democrat Party passed a spending bill. President Trump didn't reference this in his speech, but Chuck Schumer bragged at one point over a $46 billion spending bill, a spending bill that included $46 billion and 750 miles of fencing. So it's strictly because of partisanship, evidently, although President Trump said that it's strictly because of partisanship because President Trump won, and that's why they're suddenly against it. Although we know that there's a sideline benefit to to attempting to destroy President Trump, it's also an opportunity for them to expand their dependency class. We're going to take a break, and we come back. We'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. What are your thoughts on the speech? Do you love what he had to say? Are you disappointed that he did not declare it a national emergency? 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K Show. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. 
Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Larry Elder here. Folks, in our country, people are living in two different worlds. About half believe the Russian collusion narrative that most media organizations are pushing, while the real scandal is Spygate, where Obama administration officials actively colluded with the campaign of Hillary Clinton and foreign governments to affect the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. Half of all Americans don't know the truth. But you can help solve the division with the facts and details you read in the Epic Times newspaper, sharing them with friends and family. The Epic Times reports the true and untold story of collusion in the Spygate scandal. And now they've also charted it out on a limited edition poster-sized wall chart that exposes every illegal relationship. It helps you explain the truth. You can get a copy free when you subscribe to the Epic Times for just $1 for the first month by logging on to trustednewspaper.com. That's trustednewspaper.com. Reporting the important news avoided by the other media. Trustednewspaper.com. That's trustednewspaper.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. If you would like to call in, I'm curious if you just finished listening to President Trump's speech. And your thoughts, your response, are you, are you pleased with the speech? Do you feel like he hit the right notes? Did he did he hold the Democrats responsible to the extent that you wanted him to? He did not declare it a national emergency. And I'm curious if you're disappointed on that. I would love to hear from you, 888-344-1170. Uh, before I go to go to the phones, I wanted to mention a couple of other things uh, that, that stuck out to me in the speech. I thought he did a brilliant job on balancing how heart-wrenching and what a humanitarian crisis it is for both sides. He called it a, a crisis of the heart and a crisis of the soul and the fact that children are being used as human pawns and that one in three women are assaulted. Again, he, he touched on the crisis that is involved with the drug issue. 300 people are killed each week from heroin addiction, 90-something percent uh, from drugs that have come across the border. But most importantly, what stuck out to me was the number of lives lost. He talked about, in terms of statistics, 100,000 assaults from criminal illegals, 4,000 killings, 30,000 sex crimes. There's no way that you could hear these stats and not realize that we absolutely have a crisis and emergency at the border. And while the Democrats are continuing to hold the government hostage over $5 billion. They've been introducing bills that include um, billions of dollars to pay for abortions and foreign aid. Uh, Going to the phones, Jim from San Diego is waiting. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, great. Thanks for taking my call. Okay, tell you the truth, I was a little bit uh, disappointed who who orchestrated this uh, speech. I think uh, President Trump should have expanded on uh, Officer Singh and his life and Uh, the fact that he came here as a legal immigrant, and he is the kind of 
person that we need here. We need uh, skilled, patriotic people. And the other thing is, I wish he would have uh, expressed the fact that if the Democrats do not come to the table in a reasonable uh, response, he will exert his executive privilege and do what has to be done. Uh, excuse me for interrupting. Excuse me for interrupting because you've you've mentioned two great points, and I want to make sure I've got time to address them because we've got some other callers waiting. Um, in terms of expanding on on Singh, I think what I liked about the speech is that he kept it to I'm not sure how many minutes it was, eight or ten minutes. Um, I, I think that that he, uh, I, I I think that. The, for him to spend much more time on Singh, he would not have had as much time to spend on other victims. And I think that it was important for President Trump to highlight the fact that from coast to coast, whether it's uh, a legal immigrant officer saying, then he went on to talk about an Air Force veteran being raped and murdered with a hammer to teenagers from MS-13. I think actually that he couldn't spend too much more time on Singh without then, I think he needed to highlight the fact that this this was more than just about Officer Singh. He's one of, unfortunately, he's one of too many Americans that have been murdered here. I but I love I, I love your I love your point about what he's prepared to do if the Democrats don't come to the table. I do think that um that would have been a good follow-up that it will only take 45 minutes for them to do the right thing. And if they don't, I'm prepared to as he said. When, when he mentioned that the cycle of human suffering is something I am determined to end, I think he should have ended on the note of saying, if they don't come to the table and it would only take 45 minutes, I'm prepared to end the cycle of, of human suffering on my own. So, uh, Jim, I got to leave it there because I've got some other callers waiting. Thank you so much uh, for calling in. Hi, Yasmin. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Your response to President Trump's speech tonight. Oh, my goodness. Superb. I think he hit on so many subjects that we just all needed to hear. You know, the Democrats, how could they even deny what he's saying? And I bet you in tomorrow's reviews, there's going to be criticism galore. And here our this president cares about this country. He cares about us Americans. He's fighting to get things done. Mm-hmm. And more of us should be standing up. Absolutely. And one of the things that struck me about this is that all day today, a couple of things, all day today, the Democrats in advance of the speech without even knowing anything he was going to say was calling him a liar. We actually had media outlets saying today, should President Trump wants to speak to the American people? Should we air it? Should we broadcast it? Well, if they if they had facts on there, he's going to lie. He's going to lie. He's going to lie. Well, Yasmin, if he if if he didn't have facts on his side. Why would they want to try to keep the American people from hearing it? Why, if they had, if they were so, yeah, if they were so confident in their position, they wouldn't be in such a need of trying to keep the American people from hearing what he had to say. The fact is, is that he does have facts on his side. There's no disputing the Americans who have been killed. There's no disputing the the issue of drugs coming across the border. There's no disputing the issue of MS-13, and there's no disputing the issue that these politician politicians calling him immoral all came from behind their big fat walls to say that we don't need a wall, the same wall that just a couple years ago they were saying we needed. So I actually think that he struck all the right chords. I loved the speech. I do have to agree, though, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, My previous caller, Jim, said he wished that President Trump had followed up with what he's prepared to do if the Dems don't come to the table. Your thoughts on that? Well, you know what? That that would have been nice to even just end 
end it at the tail end, like you have said, you know, if in 45 minutes they don't, you know, then I'm prepared to do such and such. I, that would have been perfect. That would have been, been absolutely perfect. I think the reason why he didn't is there was a political article that came out today in which, uh, unfortunately, uh, McCarthy and Steve Scalise, um, in, two Republican leaders, said that there are Republicans in the House that are prepared to cross the aisle and uh, give the Democrats what they want. And so I think the president, yeah, and I think that President Trump's speech tonight was not about convincing the American people because he didn't need to make a case to the American people. He already did that when it, when it, the Electoral College re- results proved that. But he was making a case tonight to the Republicans. And I think that knowing that he did not uh, have their full support, he was he was concerned yeah. about making any statements about what he would do if the Democrats don't come to the table. Yasmin, thank you so much for calling. I, thank you. I, I've got to go to my next caller. Uh, and it is Solomon from San Diego. Hi, Solomon. Th- welcome to the Andrea K. Show. And your thoughts on the speech tonight? Hi. Thank you for uh, taking my call. The speech were very well done. I believe he actually is talking to us, the American people. And what did you think about the uh, some of what he had to say? Do you think that he that what he what he said in terms of some of the details? What was it about the speech itself that you thought was good? The speech itself is necessary. There's a lot of people in this country that's already blind and deaf to what's really going on in this country. Yeah, and what's what's really going on in this country is that we've got the same people that are upset over the drug addiction, opioid addiction, and fentanyl. We've got Americans dying. This fentanyl that's coming across the border, Solomon, is killing Americans right and left. And the same people in the Democrats who, who are acknowledged that we've got this problem don't care to provide a solution to it. That's real. It's real that we've got Americans being slaughtered on the streets, children being assaulted and raped, being killed by drunk drivers that are illegals. Every bit of that is a true problem here in this country. And so there's absolutely nothing that President Trump said that was not factual and not accurate. And yet the Democrats you know, refuse to do what's right for this country. It's just so disgusting now. It's all politics. There's nothing else to it. It's all politics. That's right. And I love the part about the fact that he talked about who gets hurt most. And oftentimes it's not just the children and the women that are a part of these caravans coming here, but this hurts this hurts the lower income earners here in America, like the African American and Latino and Latino workers here in this country. But where do where do so many of these crimes happen? with the illegals criminals in this country. It's it's often the areas that have a lot of minorities and a lot of legal immigrants themselves. And so I think that he hit just the right note in terms of showing that this is a humanitarian crisis that affects so many more people. And the Democrats really... And, and oh, final thought, Solomon, I think that he also did a good job of putting back this shutdown squarely where it belongs on the Democrats. Solomon, thank you for calling in. I got to go to my next caller before we get into the break. And I, it sounds like it might be my friend, Susan Miller, calling hey. in from New York. Hey, hey Susan. Hey, sister girl. <laughs> I love you to death. Listen, sweetie, um, I got to make it quick because you're busy, but I, I have so much to say. I mean. You know, I'm here in New York in the thick of the Democrats, as I call them. Mm -hmm. I loved his speech. It made me cry. I think he was very effective. The one thing with President Trump that I do happen to know, I do know people that know him, the art of the deal. He's not going to play his hand uh, uh, Uh. uh, so obviously. 
He doesn't mm-hmm. want to tip them off. But I'll tell you one thing. You know, I actually uh, call these dopes every day. I got a petition going. I had a uh, 300,000 names. It went down to D.C. I donated to the wall. I'm just sick of it, Andrea. Yeah. It's a diversion ta- tactic, as you know. They don't want them back in. They're sore losers. Look. The shutdown is going to hurt the poor eventually. A couple of my friends are Border Patrol and a federal agent. They're working their guts out with no pay. And you know what they said? For the love of my country and for the love of the American people. And I say God bless President Trump. I'm I'm very angry uh, with the Democrats. Schumer is a joke. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cuomo, all of them. You know, I don't know how he stood up so well. He's very, very strong. And we really need to stand behind him. Um. You know, you asked the question of uh, and quickly here because you're busy um, on, on, you know, what he would do uh, if they don't uh, come to the table, mm-hmm. so to speak. Well, I see it. They had two years and longer to come to the table. They're just doing this out of hate. Yes. They don't care about me nor you. No. They want their and forgive me. I'm very outspoken. They want their new world order. They want total control. They could care less. Now, this could go on a long time. I, I know President Trump's heart. He's not going to let the people suffer. They are going to get their income tax returns, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was great. I really do. Um, I'm shaking as I'm talking to you because, quickly, let me say this. I went to the Republican Club last night to a meeting. They had a guest speaker, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name. I know you know the name. Uh, yeah. Is it okay? Uh, 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 yeah, uh, go ahead. John, John uh, uh, Fund. Now, John Thune. man... Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was terrible. Uh, he, we were all very orderly, very polite, and we were asking him questions. He knocked President Trump for a full hour, mm. calling him a liar, uh, that he's delusional, and that we'll never get the wall, and he'll never get back in. Well, I finally raised my hand. I was allowed to speak, and I very politely said, I beg your pardon. Trump has done a great job. He has held up all his promises. The only thing that he has is the opposition from the Democrats. And I said, he's looking out for us, and God bless him. Well, the whole place clapped, clapped, but he got so angry at me. He said, I've never had such a rude bunch, and I'm not coming back again. And I'm very powerful. (laughs) Well, I love it because you spoke the truth, and that's why. And they 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 can't handle the truth. Like he said in the yeah. movie. And uh, yeah, you're right on. And I was trembling, too, when I heard him uh, in his speech. In fact, uh, particularly when he talked about sitting with the families that had lost their loved ones at the hands of, of criminal illegals who had murdered him. He said he talked about seeing the pain in their eyes and hearing yeah. their trembling voices and seeing the pain in their souls. Yeah. And we saw yeah. a President Trump tonight who was absolutely you could tell that he was genuine. He was sincere yeah. in his love for this country and his love for humanity. And this is a scourge of what is it is disgraceful and disgusting that the Democrats are playing part yeah. playing partisan yeah. politics and and, and yep. jeopardizing people's lives. Susan Miller, I'm past a break. Thank you so much for calling and God bless you and thank you uh, for what you're doing for this country. We're going to take a break and when we come back though, we're going to have a, a guest for the hour, Maria Espinoza. She's been here before from the Remembrance Project, and she is an advocate for the families that are exactly like President Trump talked about, who are suffering at the hands of criminal illegals. Stay tuned for Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Areas offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Could the transgender revolution really be fueled by a social dimension, a social contagion? That's what a current and now very controversial peer-reviewed study has found. The headline from The Economist in London was this. Why are so many teenage girls appearing in gender clinics? The author of the academic study discovered that there is a clear social dimension, a contagion of what's called gender dysphoria, particularly among adolescent girls and young women. So what does it mean? It means the recent spike in transgender identity may be attributable in large measure to the influence of other young women in the same place at the same time within a definable set of relationships or going to similar places on the Internet. You may have sensed this already by observation and intuition. Now, the academic research supports it. I'm Albert Moe. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Every year, a few stocks dominate all the others. I'm not talking about stocks that go up 50% or even 100%. In the last 10 years, the average stock of the year went up 2,265%. Identifying these massive winners can have a more dramatic effect on your portfolio than almost anything else you can do. That's why we're inviting you to our Emergency Summit, the 2019 Trade of the Year. It's free to attend. And one of the top stock pickers in the world, Dr. Mark Skousen, will be announcing his number one play for 2019. And he'll tell you about the three times your money performance guarantee. Join us at 2 p.m. Eastern on January 10th for this amazing opportunity. Log on now at the2019tradeoftheyear.com to sign up for the free Emergency Summit. You must sign up now at the2019tradeoftheyear.com. Once again, receive the number one pick of the year by registering for our free summit at the2019tradeoftheyear.com. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We are discussing President Trump's incredibly compelling an emotional speech that he gave addressing the nation tonight on the issue, the crisis that faces our border. And this is a man who understood this. Let me take you back to 2015 when he came down the escalators and tapped into what every American had been thinking and feeling since 2014, in which they gave control of both houses of Congress to the Republican Party for two reasons. Number one was to repeal and replace Obamacare. And number two, to seal the border, because at that point, 
we had a flood of illegals coming into this country. And at that point, we already had millions, not millions, but we had many Americans that had been sexually assaulted, raped, murdered at the hands of criminal illegals. President Trump said tonight that this is about right versus wrong. This is about justice versus injustice. And he said that they had a sacred duty. Congress and the, and the U.S. government had a sacred duty to American, to the American citizens that they served. And he called upon the Democrats to take 45 minutes is all it would take. He said that the federal shutdown that continues is strictly because the Democrats refused to fund border security. Uh, before the break, I talked about what, to me, what was one of the most heart-wrenching moments of the speech, and it was when he talked about holding the hands and looking and seeing the pain in the eyes, hearing the trembling voices of the families that had lost, lost loved ones. And he asked the question, how many more Americans need to shed their blood before we seal the border? Joining me now to discuss this is Maria Espinoza. She is the National Director of the Remembrance Project, which honors and remembers Americans and legal residents who have been killed by illegal aliens. Hi, Maria. Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. Hi, Andrea. Thanks so much for having me on again. Oh. It was a moving speech, you know. Um, but again, I think that we need, we need some action here. You know, we talked about this for several years. We owned a house in the Senate and America First President. And guess what? There's no, still no wall. Right. There's no wall at all. And when he talked about it is time for Congress to fulfill, I can't remember the exact words he used, but to, to he said, call Congress and tell them to do what they've been promising to do for decades. That was not just this speech tonight was not to rally the American people who voted for him in 2016 and chanted because of the wall. That was his his signature thing, which is really why the Dems are trying to stop it, because they believe that if they can stop his signature agenda item, then they can keep him from winning re-election. But the American people chanted, seal the border, build the wall, as well as, you know, lock her up. But so his speech was not to make a case to the American people who already voted for the wall. It was to make the case to the Republican Party and to remind them of the promise that they've been making to the American people. They've been promising border security. They've been promising right. to build the wall and they have failed to, to, to deliver for the American people. And and now we got reports out today from House leaders McCarthy and Steve Scalise that there are Republicans ready to walk across the aisle and join the Dems in passing their funding without the border wall. And that is horrifying to hear that that's... Well, look at this, Andrea. I put a lot of blame on the shoulders of former Speaker Paul Ryan because yes. he owned a house. And he should have done his job and he failed. In my opinion, Paul Ryan was a failure. Well, um, I have to, to, well, I have to and- say, well, excuse me for interrupting, but, you know, uh, but even if he had passed it in the House, Mitch McConnell, before the new Congress took took uh, uh, their seats, before, was uh, before the new Congress was put in place, the House went ahead and added back in five billion dollars, and McConnell did not do what he could have done to get it passed, which is uh, which was to go to go nuclear and go to a simple majority to get it passed. And you know they take turns. Who can do the bad deed mm-hmm. and and never fails? You know um, Americans are ending up holding the bag, and in this case. It's the blood money that wins over common sense and doing what's right for your country. And President Trump mentioned that, you know, the Democrats talk about how it's the, a barrier is immoral. Well, he's abs- President Trump is absolutely right in saying it's a, immoral to allow innocent people to be victimized. And that is the bottom line here. Either we have a secure nation or we don't. Either we are a nation of laws or we don't. Or we're not a nation of laws. You know, we cannot continue being a lawless nation. We're not going to survive, Andrew, and I think everyone knows that. 
You're absolutely right. I forgot that was a really important point that he made about the immorality. Uh, I, I singled in and zeroed in on his point about immorality, about, yeah, those saying it, it's immoral are the same people that build, you know, fences and walls around their homes. But I forgot that he mentioned that, that it's immoral to, and they're doing it intentionally, to allow people to come into this country and victimize Americans. But I, I, I also want to think of some other areas that, that make it immoral. Is it, is, is, it not immoral for stealing, breaking and entering? Is it not immoral mm-hmm. for people to come into this country in a way that disrespects other people who've been waiting in line for 10 years? It is not, not when they vote, vote Democrat. Yeah, exactly. So this is not just about stopping and trying to crush their political opponent, President Tr- Trump, in which you know they absolutely believe that if he doesn't get the wall, then that he's going to lose his base of support. But... And I and I kind of understand why Trump didn't go there and call them out for the fact that they that really ultimately what it's also about is trying to expand their dependency class and for votes because I think that getting too political really wouldn't have been the right tone to do tonight. I think that he really needed to keep it about it being a humanitarian crisis. And when he talked about how many thousands of Americans, and you know this more than anybody, being the national director of the Remembrance Project, project, you know more than anybody how many Americans are suffering to this day. Remember the left talking about, oh, how can we separate families? You know the permanent separation. Right, right. And he did mention cases from all across the United States, from California over to the East Coast. You know, and I think that this speech was giving Congress and, of course, mainly the Democrats, one last opportunity to do what's right. So I think him with his trip going to the border to McAllen later this week, mm-hmm. um, I think that's going to say a lot, too. I mean, he needs to be down there. He needs to show support for the border agents um, in McAllen. You know, they're just being overrun. They can't keep up. They're overwhelmed. And as you heard, uh, Brandon Judd and Hector Garza with the Border Patrol Union earlier th- uh, this week mm-hmm. um, speak to the, that same effect. I sat right next to uh, president of the Border Union, Brandon Judd two years ago almost and talked about this national security issue and talked about the cases all across the United States. And, you know, of course, singled out Congress, you must fund and allocate those funds that was promised to the United States citizens, you know, 30 years ago Mm -hmm. to build that wall. And here we are with the same, the same, um, problem. Nothing has changed. Only the body count has increased, Andrea. Absolutely. And there's a, and now I'm flashing on who else that we can blame for this, not just Paul Ryan uh, and, and not even just well, Mitch McConnell. But we've got to look back at, at George. Uh, we've got to look back at, at W because Mr. Compassionate Conservative, who what was his big a comprehensive immigration reform, a- amnesty and open borders and had President Bush done what he, at one point, I don't remember now for how long it was at least two years, if not longer. President Bush had control of both houses of Congress mm-hmm. and the White House. And President Bush, did, you know what compassionate conservatism is to Marie Maria? It's protecting your own people. It's it to me that was immoral on the part of a Republican president because immorality is exactly what Donald Trump talked about. There's no compassion in leaving the borders open, which is going to in in uh, flood in drugs, gang members, rapists, and murders. There's no compassion. You you want to have compassion? Have compassion for for your own family and your own citizens. But it, I, I want to pick up on something else you said that I thought was really important. You mentioned his trip 
that he's got planned to go to the border. Here I've been asking you and others about, well, why didn't he follow up with what's going to happen if they don't tomorrow on Wednesday come to the table? I think he's already signaling what he's going to do mm-hmm. with his trip to I the think border. So too. Yeah, absolutely. I think so, too. And I, I tell you what, if he does not do this, if he does not build that wall and keep his promise, he certainly will lose his base. You know, we have been hanging on as supporters. He is the only one speaking out for the Remembrance Project and, and what our mission is to be a voice for the victims who've been killed by illegals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he will lose his base because then who do we have left, Andrea? Because no one else has been welcoming to us and to the angel moms and dads and families that we work with. You know, it's back to the people. We need the people behind us as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to point your listeners to our website, therememberanceproject.org, mm-hmm. and sign up for our um, emails. And But just share our information on Twitter and also on uh, Facebook if they're not blocking us. And, you know, yeah. we get that every now and then. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that what what I'm expecting and to be his follow up is that if they don't come to the table and do what they need to do tomorrow, where he's got he's got this set and he says they can get it done in 45 minutes. I'm thinking that he's going to go to the border on Thursday and that's when he's going to declare a national emergency and do what he needs to do. Right, I think I President wish I could be there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I absolutely believe that President Trump knows that his reelection is on the line. But this is a man who's not taken a dime. This is a man that actually has not increased his life. It, it by giving up his multi-billion-dollar business and going to to D.C. This man doesn't need this. This man clearly just loves his country and wants to do what's right for America. Right. Absolutely, you know what, and that's exactly what we've done. We're not billionaires, but you know, I like my life before, but here we are. I'm I'm a hundred percent volunteer and doing this just for the love of our country and because it's wrong. What is taking place is wrong. Sanctuary City policies all over the United States is wrong. My father came here the right way, and that's really why we started it, because of Sanctuary City policies and try to right a wrong and save lives. Well, the, your organization is the RemembranceProject.org. Maria Espinoza, Espinoza, National Director, thank you so much for being here. And God bless you and God bless the Angel families. And please tell them that we love them and we are thinking of them. And no doubt they were crying tonight as they watched President yes. Trump's incredibly moving speech. Thank you so much. God bless you, too. And thank you, Andrea. Thank you. All right. Now, stay tuned. we got more Andrea K. Show coming up. We're getting into our final segment. If you want to call in and tell us how, what you think of President's Trump's speech, what you liked, what you felt was missing, and what you think his next step might be. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Losing business to online companies? Competitors using social media to rob you of sales. Is your current website five years behind the times or even one? Contact us at Salem Surround, digital marketing that surrounds potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase bottom line. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers. Is your business taking full advantage of digital communication to reach more people? Are your competitors ahead of you? Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundsandiego.com. 
SurroundSanDiego.com, connecting you with new customers. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh, yeah, this stuff is is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com, that's relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, that's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Speaking of telling it like it is, I think President Trump absolutely told it like it was. He told he told it like it was in terms of the humanitarian crisis that is being enabled, encouraged, and defended by the left. Over $5 billion, which is pennies, pennies, we're, we are $20 trillion in debt. We got a $4 trillion budget that has been in, in, increased by the Democrats. There's more, how many billions of dollars are going to foreign aid that they want to increase to the very countries that are exporting these, these MS-13 gangs to us? No, they want to give them $10 billion, but they want to tell us they can't afford the border wall. But even more insulting than the money is the fact that they want to tell us that it's immoral. Immoral. So then, are, are, are you are, are you confessing your sins to the Pope publicly, Nancy Pelosi? Because you and Chuck Schumer and Harry Reid and Barack Obama and all the rest were all saying the same stuff just recently. So you confessing your sins? That's ridiculous. You want to know what immoral to me is? Because whether whatever, every dime, even if our budget was not $4 trillion a year, even if our budget was only a million dollars a year, there is no such thing as government money. Every dime that is spent is money taken from the taxpayers. And you know what I think is absolutely immoral is that the American people voted for a wall. Even now, 
Jen Kearns, our friend Jen Kearns, has a great article up on the Hill where she cites all kinds of recent polling. And I know people are not really that thrilled with polling and don't really trust a lot of polls. That's why she cites quite a few different polls that say at least 60% of the American people say the border security is an issue and we need the wall. You can't have 60% and not include Democrats and independents. And that was a huge part of why President Trump tore down that blue wall in the upper Midwest. Because the African-Americans started peeling off in 2014 because they knew who was taking their jobs. So the taxpayers of this country want the wall. So it's immoral that the Democrats who are in control of the purse strings now say, oh, no, no, you taxpayers, we're not going to spend your money on what you want. No, we're going to spend money on abortions. Which the taxpayers have said over and over and over again, they don't want their taxpayer money. Even, pro, even pro-choice people say you should not take taxpayer money to pay for it. It's one thing to say that you want abortion to be legal in this country, and it's another thing to take the money from American citizens to pay for it, to pay for something that they consider murder. And even today, in the dueling Democrat idiots from East Coast and the Left Coast, we've got Gavin Newsom talking about wanting to increase entitlements to illegals, and we got de Blasio over in New York wanting to increase entitlements to illegals. Oh, Hillary Clinton in in, uh, Cuomo, another uh, dueling uh, doofus Democrat, uh, wanting to expand abortion rights, denying that it's a human being until it's out of the birth canal so that they can have the right to end a pregnancy, to take the life of an unborn child seconds before it's delivered. And they want that to be paid for by my taxpayer dollars? That's murder. That's flat-out murder. Murder on demand in this country. And there has never been an instance on record, correct me if I'm wrong, of which a, a, a child's life needed to be taken in the delivery room, full-term baby needed to be taken to save the life of a mother. And, of course, they got all this kind of language in there that it's about in, for a woman's health, how, in, how intentionally vague. Murder on demand, paid for by taxpayers, but we can't get a border wall. That should tell you that they do not care. There is no respect for life. This is about power. In some other local news today, though, uh, the San Diego County Board of Supervisors voted to support using our money to pay for uh, detention centers here, which will do what? Provide medical care and others for asylum seekers. So in addition to federal money, get ready, San Diegans. You may already be struggling to pay $2,500 a month for a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, gas prices are down, but we're still, thanks to, thanks to the lefties here in California, we're still at, what, three twenty-five a gallon, DJ Carrot Sticks? Yeah, right around there. Yeah. By the way, I forgot, because we opened with Trump, I, I never introduced my man, the myth, the legend, DJ Carrot Sticks. I love San Diego. I have so many friends in San Diego. My best friend. He goes by DJ Carrot Sticks. <laughs> Even though he was in Texas, he still gave a shot. No, was he in the White House? Yeah, he Where was. did he give the speech? Oh, he, he gave, gave the speech from the Oval today. I was going to say, even though yeah. he's in D.C., he still gave a shot <laughs> out to me in San Diego. Well, I wish he was coming here for the border, but it could be because he might have found out uh, that the San Diego County Board of Supervisors decided to uh, say that they're going to support, i.e., use our taxpayer money for detention centers. But 
At the same token, they said they're going to they're going to have a task force. I don't have all the deets yet. They're going to have a task force as a part of it to get federal funds. Um, I said on last night's show, you know what? If we don't have enough space to hold all these illegals here, how about we deport the ones that have already committed crimes, clogging up our prison systems here that we're paying for, deport their heinies back. And then house these all these families that are here, house them in the in the federal prisons. Don't use any more money. It's ridiculous. We can't afford to live in California as it is. And this is what San Diego County, this is what our county board of supervisors, do we have any Republicans left? Hey, hey, uh, hey, Tony Kavar, I've, I've always supported the Republican Party here in San Diego, but I, I, why? Where, where's the Republican Party here in San Diego? There's some other local news that, that everybody's concerned about here in San Diego. We'll cover that tomorrow. Uh, the San Diego City Council, I guess, reaffirmed the styrofoam ban here for restaurants. Uh, and I think it's because the Restaurant Association went public with some details as to what it's going to cost them. And you know what? Not only did they say how much it's going to cost their business, which is then going to increase the prices in the restaurants, but they also went on to say that the replacement items for the styrofoam are not recyclable. So it's just nonsense. You think about the Democrat Party today and everything that they're about, and it doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. So you got to ask yourself, how? who are these Americans that are actually on board with open borders, that are anti-wall, that want all these measures that are just raising our cost and destroying us? Well, these are people that we've talked about time and time again that are coming out of the indoctrination centers that formerly known as schools. AOC, which is, I guess, the new nickname for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. AOC said where, when, when she was asked, where did she get all these ideas? She said, well, I learned about it in college. Well, of course, you know, she can't, she can't explain how she's going to pay for anything. And so the, the funny thing is, is that the Dems have been, they've been circling the wagons to try to, what's that song, to, to try to shut her up? What's that song from, um, from Sound and Music? How do you solve a problem like AOC? How do you stop a commie from spilling the beans? That's what I think of when I think of that. Because they're trying to shut her up. Not because the Democrats from Nancy Pelosi, Whoopi Goldberg, and the rest. Not because they don't agree with what she's saying, but because she can't explain it. See, these long-term career politicians on the left that are just as much about the commie politics, just as much about turning us into Venezuela, they're absolutely on board with her with the agenda. They're just better at hiding it from the American people and not spilling the beans. So they're trying to shut her up. I say, you keep talking, AOC. You keep dancing because it's, it's highlighting to the American people the idiocy on the part of the left. Well, I hope everybody takes President Trump's uh, idea tonight and floods the phone numbers of Congress and demands that they end the shutdown by doing what's right for the American people. Anytime there's a mass shooting in this country, the left says, if we can only save one life. Well, if we can only save one American life from dying from drugs, from fentanyl coming across the border, dying from being raped and murdered by an MS-13 gang member, dying because some illegal killed him in a car crash, drunk driving, which is an epidemic with these illegals. If we can just save one American life, why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you build the wall, you Democrats? We can get this government open in 40, and forty and get the wall begin in a 45-minute meeting tomorrow. Make it happen, Democrats. And we'll be right back here tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you all.
Tan